0: Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It's time now for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker, where we take a look at the top headline in sport today. Coming up a little bit later on, I speak with a former national boxer and personal coach, and we talk about What you should look out for when you're looking to get yourself a personal coach, when you're looking to try and fulfill your fitness goals. For now, though, we're going to talk sports. And of course, uh, the top headline today has to be the English Premier League transfer deadline day. Helping me out is Ziaul Raushan. A lot of transfers that surely must have caught your eye, my friend.
1: Yeah, plenty. Plenty of transfers overnight. The only thing is the time difference uh, messes with your body clock a bit. (laughs) I'll I'll be honest with you, I woke up at 4 o'clock. I didn't set an alarm. I happened to wake up at 4 o'clock purely because I'm a Manchester United fan and I went to sleep hoping
0: for one thing to happen and it came true. Okay, since you start off talking about Manchester United, I mean we're going to tackle this with a bit of winners, losers and questionable transfers. Uh, Manchester United making a deadline day transfer, you can't help but think that this is to deal with the problem that Christian Eriksen injured at least until April.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that's what pushed United to make a move because mm. we knew going to this transfer, Manchester United have no funds yeah. because they signed Warehouse on loan. Yeah. And I thought that was the only business going to be done. Which I was good
0: business, by the way. Very good business. Yeah.
1: And I think I give credit to Manchester United for that because while there was an element of panic in yeah. getting Marcel Sabitzer, mm-hmm. I think Manchester United of previous years might have gone for a bigger name just for the sake yes. of it. The, yes. the likes of Isco who were in sure. the market sure. might have come in as a stopgap. This time, though, it feels like it's more calculated despite it transpiring over what 12 hours
0: and you you gotta understand as well this this calculation that's happening on the part of Manchester United is also in the background that potential sale of the club so you don't want to commit funds the best way to go about this is to take smart loans Uh, but we're talking about a a player that he's got to get fit in order to get regular game time. But still, you're talking about a, a very technically talented player who hasn't quite played a lot for Bayern Munich lately.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think he the onus is on him now to prove that he belongs. That's why I think the loan aspect of this works. I take your point yeah. about the the finances and the club yeah, going yeah. up for sale, therefore not spending money on a player. But what the loan does is gives Marcel Subitza a chance to Audition for a big move to Manchester United. He hasn't played a whole lot from the start for Bayern Munich, but he has featured about 24 times, I think. Sure. Mostly as a substitute. But yes, match fitness will be a big issue. Even with Christian Eriksen, as good as he was, as silky as he was... He fades at about the 60th minute. Yeah, yeah. So, well,
0: you can't blame the guy. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Maybe for another podcast, that one. But the point is, with Marcel Sabitzer, there's going to be fresh impetus in the midfield. And we were very light once Eriksen got injured because yeah. then it leaves you with Bruno and Casemiro and... Yeah. I'm not even going Fred to bring Beck- up... Fred Yeah, uh, I, I refuse to say those names. But, but
0: you're talking about a guy who is a very number eight, very number ten, and the likelihood of getting a little bit more goals out of uh, Marcel Sabitzer versus Christian Eriksen is a lot higher mm. once, once he's fit.
1: Yes, 100%. I think uh, his highlight reels were doing the rounds on Twitter uh, for once sure. the move came sure. up. And highlight reels obviously only tell you the good stuff, right? Yeah. But you can see this guy knows when to take shots. And... If there's one thing that is making me feel so good about this move is Eric Ten Hag has come in and made every single one of those players better. Yes. He's going to do the same with Marcel Sabitzer, even if it's a six-month loan. All
0: right. The the headline-grabbing one has to be, first they failed and then they tried again. They're just basically copying everyone's transfer idea. (laughs) Uh, Chelsea Mm. uh, signing Enzo Fernandez for, what, 100 Over a million pounds, almost 120 million pounds. You can be sure there are add-ons there. But this guy was only at Benfica six months ago. Uh, Yes, great World Cup. Uh, They are structuring the deal as an eight-year deal uh, for this guy, Mm. which means you somehow escape FIFA fair play. Uh, Todd Bowley knows what he's doing here, but come on, who wants to sign an eight-year contract?
1: Yeah, they did the same thing with Madrid as well, right? So yeah. I, I would assume from a, from an employee standpoint, when you make that discussion, you want your bonuses inbuilt because I don't want for to be sure. on the same pay for eight years. And yep. yeah, it does boggle my mind that anyone would sign an eight-year contract, especially when you consider the situation at Chelsea now. They are not exactly flying high in the table. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. going through a tumultuous time with new owners yep. who really is just throwing money and seeing what sticks. So there isn't really a game plan at this
0: point. Well, that's the thing, right? All Chelsea would have sacked uh, Graham Porter and got someone in who can make it work are these, and the question that's being asked is, are these Potter's signings?
1: Exactly. That seems to be the big problem now because he's brought in Graham Potter as his choice of manager. But these players, yes, Graham Potter doesn't is not very fit. Exactly. What he did at Brighton was completely mm. different. Right now, it just seems, I spent 30 here, I spent 40 there, I spent 80 there.
0: Even his own Brighton player, mm. Marco Corella, mm. isn't quite making the squad regularly. Exactly. I mean, yeah.
1: I, I have good, great sympathy for Potter purely because he yeah. has been hit hard by injuries to sure. key personnel. Sure. But I question these players coming in. We'll touch on Arsenal a little bit later. But in terms of having that Premier League experience, especially when you're languishing, it's easy to go into a team that's doing well, Mm. find your feet, find your confidence. I I give credit where credit's due. Modric looks like a fabulous player.
0: He does. He looks lively. But he wanted to go to Arsenal. Exactly.
1: And with the way Chelsea are struggling at the moment, they need a quick fix because they need to finish much higher up than where they're languishing now, ninth, 10th. So I'm just questioning whether these players are quick fixes.
0: That's a very good question. They're definitely one for the future. And this is definitely a different direction from uh, in the past where you would sign your Anand Mm. Krespov or your Andrei Shevchenko for uh, truckloads of money, um, thinking that that's going to be a quick fix. They'll need time to get used to the league. Isn't Arsenal doing better business than when they bring in Jorginho, uh, who is a quick fix? This is someone that Mikhail Arteta wanted to sign when he was Pep's assistant. Mm. Uh, Didn't work out then, but now he's got him into Arsenal. And why not? Euro winner, Champions League winner, joining the league
1: leaders. Yeah, 100%. I think you talk about being smart with your transfers. Arsenal can't wax lyrical enough about them, right? They've worked their way not just from Ateta's management perspective, but club management's perspective. They've trusted him. They've given him what he needs. They've got them to the top of the table and they're making hay when sun shines. They were turned down by both their number one targets, Modric and Casiedo. But they went out and got Trossard and Jorginho. Both come with Premier League experience. Trossard looks good. Looks really good. He's done well for Brighton. Didn't really work out with Zerbi and him. So he's Mm. found Mm -hmm. a happy home at Arsenal and he made a difference against Manchester United in that short spell. And Jorginho, he knows... Perhaps we talked about the highs of his careers. He's not going to be the first name on the team sheet at Arsenal. I think he's completely aware of that. But...
0: He brings that experience of winning. could turn out to be a Casemiro effect uh, like what happened at Manchester United. Take a few games to get into it and then really uh, be so crucial uh, for the big fixtures. Really exactly. plug that hole. And, and, and you know what? Frank Lampard once said that uh, if you can have any player on your off day and still perform, Jorginho would be one of those players.
1: 100%. And I think with Arsenal, it's about... Strengthening from a position of strength yes. They've done okay, so okay, well to get okay. themselves Into first place Not just into first place But they have a buffer against The chasing pack now mm, mm. And yet they're not resting on their laurels Thinking, okay, we got this purely Because we don't have European football All we care about is the league No, they're going all out To strengthen and give Ateta All the tools he needs I think it's worked for Ateta Because if they had spent big money And they do bottle it yeah. Then it becomes a bigger problem yeah, Right yeah, now yeah. They've gone below what they expected to spend yeah. yet with quality players. So maybe the pressure is slightly
0: off and they're still in a fantastic position to go out and win the league. That is true. Uh, their closest challenge is Manchester City. Let one go. Jean Cancelo, who hasn't really been at his best this season. Still, <laughs> any team would want him as your inverted fullback. But uh, argue with Pep and you are out.
1: Exactly. We talked about this earlier before going on air in other circumstances. Resting on your laurels. Yeah. It seems like Gau to some extent started resting on his laurels questioning Pep's decision to drop him and it's good to see in this day and age that if you go up against a manager, the manager still wins. Because yes. that doesn't happen across the board very often. But this time Manchester City have stuck to their guns. Obviously with Pep Guardiola, you have to back them. Of course, the man. of course. And he's he's made it very clear that he can move on without Giao Cancelo purely because he's played Rico Lewis in that position yeah. at fullback and he's not he's not worried because that philosophy stays the same, despite Giao Cancelo not being part of
0: Plans. The, the, the group is very important where this Manchester City side is concerned. And that's that's a pep thing. And I'm sure a lot of older folk uh, or more mature folk, I should put it nicely, would start to say, yeah, well, that's the problem with Gen Z, mm. uh, the social media generation, where a little bit of complaint and, you know, the bosses are afraid to react. So it's nice to see this. But we really need to talk about this. I mean, uh, there are other, you know, notable signings. Uh, uh, Spurs, on the other hand, you know, completing a, a, a signing in the form of uh, Pedro Poro, mm. uh, a, a right sort of wing back. Uh, keeping to the Antonio Conte philosophy. Conte's contract runs out in June, by the way. there was another
1: <laughs> issue I wanted to bring up. Them signing Antonio Conte Aye. when r- rumours or reports have emerged yeah, that they're yeah. not going to be extending his contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, is this a Levy team or is this a Conte team? What's happening here? Yeah. But even that move for Pedro Poro almost fell through at the last yeah, minute and then true. they got him through the window and they've let Doherty go. So clearly, he's going to be first choice fullback at Tottenham Hotspur. But with Tottenham Hotspur... It wasn't a great window. Let's be honest here.
0: I mean, I don't know if you if you were to get someone, and there were rumors circulating, still are that uh, Asen Pochentino may come back. Mm. Uh, and if he comes back, is this uh, the the right back that he wants to play with? Uh, that's exactly. So
1: that's why there needs to be a bit of a long term plan here. That surprisingly doesn't seem to have one with yep. Spurs. It's even Harry Kane. We don't know if he's going to be there next season because yeah. there are rumors of him moving. We're still waiting on Richarlison's first goal. So right, Conte, right. for all the signings that he's made. They haven't really worked their magic. Bisuma came with a big, big reputation having done so well. He's been fairly anonymous. So, with Spurs, they are slightly losing the way. Mm. But I think... We're going to talk about that team Mm. now because there's a team doing worse off than the likes of Spurs and Chelsea that Spurs are slightly flying under the radar in that sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. well, uh, I'll bet you a cup of coffee that somehow or rather, if this is a Conte signing, uh, that he'll still lament and whine about it.
1: Mm, mm, mm. I mean, that's a (laughs) given, right? Texas death and Conte (laughs) whining. Oh,
0: gosh. Uh, There you go. Um, Nottingham Forest, Mm. they are in all kinds of trouble and somehow they pull off... signing in the form of Kilo Navas uh, who before Jean-Louis G. Donnarumma was a regular at PSG mm. uh, you remember he won like 12 trophies in 5 seasons at Real Madrid uh, you know you're over the hill when you're 36 and you're playing for Forest. yeah I mean I, I wonder how they sold it to him I, I've
1: never it's been to the two stars here I've, European Cups I've never been to that part of the world I've never been to Nottingham <laughs> per se but it's clearly not a beach resort that was sold there's to there's no sheriff there as well <laughs> exactly Robin Hood might be there <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about Kelo Nava's joining the the man I'm most hurt for is Dean Henderson because he well, he's left, injured. He's injured, yes, he left Manchester United to get that first spot, yes. number one spot. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's been dealt a hard uh, card by being injured now. Sure, yeah. But now his return to fitness is being and into the team is yeah. being blocked by a multiple Champions League winner. So yeah. for him, motivation-wise, it's going to be here we go again this has happened to me I got. Yeah. I was in the team Manchester United team I got COVID yeah. I went out David De Gea came in sensationally now the same things happen at uh, Nottingham Forest so yeah. with Nottingham Forest again we talk about them being in trouble okay they want the 40 point mark they've got 21 points on the board now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, plenty of football mm-hmm. left to be played but again just signing players for the sake of it. He wasn't the only one who came in. Kelo Navas, obviously the biggest name they came in. Yep. Then you have a bit of random John Joe Shelby who's rocked up there. It's all a bit <laughs> scattergun if you ask I forgot me. forgot about
0: that guy. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Raush, I'm going to wrap uh, our football talk up with uh, a question that I really want to ask you. I mean, Newcastle United have got themselves into the League Cup final. Mm. Eddie Howe, uh, manager of the year caliber here, uh, getting Newcastle into the top four so far. They've got a trophy potentially to Fight for uh, if you were Newcastle United right now. And this is my question of the day to you. If you were Newcastle United, what do you what do you go for? Which would make you happier? And you can't say both mm-hmm. uh, a trophy in the form of a League Cup or top four finish.
1: Wow, you said I can't say both, so that's a really difficult yeah. question. I just feel for the long term, yes, winning a trophy. They're first in. 37 years or something, yeah, I Yeah, very, very long would time. Be, yeah. Would be amazing. Yeah. But qualifying for the Champions League sets them up for the future.
0: But don't you think they are already ahead of schedule? To be in the Champions League
1: spots? 100%. And I give Eddie Howe massive credit for that. You touched on it there. Manager of the Year candidate. 100% Manager of the Year candidate because of what he's done in such a short space of time. And They they, were bottom
0: of the league when he took over. And
1: they haven't gone about it in a Todd Bowley kind of way. They haven't thrown money. They've made such functional signings that then work for the greater good of Newcastle United. So if you ask me, I think they need to prioritise top four. Having said that, I think they're <laughs> going to do both win. I think they're going to do both to win the league really? cup. and I'm saying this as a Manchester United fan. I do suspect that Newcastle United are going to pull off an upset wow. at Wembley. Okay. Uh, having said that, Nottingham hopefully don't pull off an upset tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <lington> Thankfully, we've got a recording of this. I okay, but I would very much love to play it back. But there'll be a happy problem. Rashan
1: has left the building. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Rashan. Thanks again. Uh, we will speak again tomorrow, and we'll Definitely. take a look and see uh, which sports headline grabs our attention. Can't wait. Thanks, Elliot. And now it's time to talk a little bit about personal health. Uh, today I'm speaking with a former national boxer. Uh, he's a bit of an idol of mine. Um, and now he's a personal trainer, personal boxing coach, Chia Wei. Jiawei. Jiawei, how are you doing today, man?
2: Doing good, thank you, Elliot. Uh, how are
0: you doing? Not too bad. Right, you know,
2: right.
0: it's it's interesting uh, that we are talking about this today because there's been a rise in people picking up uh, personal coaches. I've noticed a lot of people on Instagram uh, picking up personal boxing coaches. Um, it's a little bit different from say ten years ago, where everyone's going to an MMA gym, uh, for that matter. Is that one of the reasons why you decided to sort of pursue this line of work?
2: Personally, I believe that the whole catalyst that started this um, personal training thing is uh, when COVID happened. So remember when in 2020, uh, when COVID happened, a lot of the gyms are shut down and um, people didn't have access to big gyms or or commercial gyms. So um, the only way for them to have access to fitness or sports is through personal training. So I think that's, that's how the whole trend started. I went into it because, first of all, I felt that I do better as a personal trainer than in a group setting. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a class setting, you've got to be a bit more uh, motivational, you've mm. got to be more outspoken, and you've got to be the hype of the class. <laughs> yeah. Usually, trainers in, in a class setting, need, they need to be a bit more extroverted, mm. Well, which I think I am, but <laughs> I, I do slightly better when it comes to a one-to-one interaction. Personal training is a little bit more personal where you cater to your clients' needs, right? And you're very specific about the training sessions. Um, And you've got to connect with them on um, more than just an intellectual level. You know, emotionally, you've got to know their lifestyle, you've got to know their character, their personality, and you cannot train everyone the same way.
0: Uh, we, we did a training session together and, and from that I could tell how you were trying to understand, you know, not just my character but my body as well, my age as well. I suppose, you know, people who are thinking about and engaging a personal coach, what would your advice be to them? I mean, what are some of the important points they should consider when choosing a coach?
2: I have um, three three main things for um, people to take note Uh, The first one is definitely being able to relate to the trainer, right? So the trainer has to be able to connect with the client on a personal level. What I mean is that the communication has to be good, right, between the client and the trainer. So if you're not able to understand what your trainer is trying to convey to you, or if you're not able to connect with your trainer well, it's very hard to receive information. So... Uh, communication is, the, is is one of the most important things um secondly is of course the knowledge right so what the trainer has needs to be able to cater to your needs so if i'm looking for a trainer that specialized in for example powerlifting mm-hmm. and my goal is to get big right my goal is to build big muscles and um, be aesthetic obviously you wouldn't want a trainer that has an expertise in powerlifting because Uh, In powerlifting, the goal isn't to get big, to get strong. Yeah, you've got to pick and choose the right trainer for yourself in terms of that. And the last one would be a trainer that is empathetic. Mm -hmm. I think that is something that people um, often mislook because when you're training, uh, you're not just trying to be an athlete, right? You're not just oh, I'm just I'm just gonna grind. I'm just gonna go. go, I'm just gonna work towards my goal. Um, I think it's very holistic there's more than just training itself. Uh, If you're able to have a trainer that brings out the intrinsic motivation in you, uh, you go a long way. You know, I, I I strongly believe that a good personal trainer isn't just there to provide you a workout program, to guide you through your workouts, but to give you enough knowledge and help you absorb them so that even without the trainer themselves, you'll be able to function, you'll be able to provide yourself or you're able to come up with workout and to take care of yourself physically.
0: So there you go. A couple of tips. uh, If you're looking for a personal trainer, it is really about that chemistry that you need to have, that understanding that you need to have. Well, if you want to check out some uh, clips of uh, the man training, you can head over to uh, Jiao uh, official Instagram account. It's TJW Boxing Fitness. You can uh, check out clips of him uh, training some of his clients there. Um, Also, you can head over to his website, TJWBoxingFitness.com if you want to make any inquiries as well Jawi, i appreciate your time today take care and have a great day yeah
2: thank you elliot thank you so much
0: to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm 893.sg or download our audio app that's a w e d i o available on google play or the app store